Hi there, I'm Eric Ward Weaver-Sherv and Goldie of the Ridgar Folk here in East Texas and I would like to welcome you to The Raven's Call. This is a show where I ramble on about different heathen related subjects, just kind of whatever strikes my fancy at the time sets my mind on fire. Uh, big UPG warning at the beginning of this. This is a channel where uh, I, I talk about my views on heathenry. Um, I'm not a historical hardcore recon guy and I'm not a fluffy bunny neo-pagan. I'm kind of somewhere in the middle. So that's my own unique spin on heathenry. Um, based on decades of experience and reading and on experimentation and all that kind of stuff so take it for what it will what you will and hopefully it will spark at least some interesting conversation points or maybe help you to think outside the box just a little bit all of my contact information is down below email uh, all that fun stuff uh, my PO box is on there so you can see the contact down there and, and, and send in fan mail if you want to uh, up to you if you do send in fan mail uh, as long as it's appropriate I will show it on the channel. Uh, I don't do anything with the white supremacist groups or anything like that. Yeah. So, uh, but I will, as long as it's appropriate, show it up here and give you guys a shout out. So, onwards. Today's subject spawned from a conversation I had with a dear friend of mine here recently. And uh, he was talking about some really cool kind of ritual things that he was doing. And it was, it was neat because he had his own kind of specific spin on uh, on his rituals which he does his own rituals in his own way but he was used to a certain kind of a certain kind of uh, message that he would receive you know he was used to a specific modality where he would receive the insights of his goddesses in this particular ritual and yet when he did this particular ritual he didn't get that he didn't see that specific uh, answer that he was looking for and it, it was kind of offsetting for him so he wanted to kind of he gave me a shout out and said hey let's talk about this a little bit let's bat it back and forth and then see where it goes and uh, so we explored it some and talked about it in some great detail and one of the interesting things about this was that uh, he did receive a message but it wasn't in the same modality that he's used to and there was some interesting stuff to that, and it, it, it harkens back to some of the things that I've talked on the channel about before, but I wanted to pull some attention to it because I think this is something that other individuals may experience out there, and uh, it, it may help to kind of re-examine it a little bit uh, for people. So in this, it's basically perceiving and recognizing omens because that's how you know I did a video on how do I know my offering has been received and I talk about looking for omens and the different kind of omens that you can look for one of the things though that I haven't established is that we get into kind of a rut with how we do our rituals we get into our thu which is established tradition there's a reason for it it helps to create a repetition and an ingraining of power it sets an anchor point in weird all this kind of stuff that helps to really hone that connection with the gods however they are the gods and they don't always speak to us in the same way and we can do ourselves a disservice if we step into ritual and we know that we're looking for one specific response and we try to look for that one specific response but we don't see it the problem that we run into is because we're looking for that one specific response or that one modality of communication, we may miss another sign that they have given us. 
And we, we may not necessarily feel as good about the ritual. We may have a disconnect with the ritual ourselves and limit the effectiveness of the ritual because we just don't recognize when they're talking to us and how they're talking to us. So, like to use an example, one of the things that I like to do is around Ostra or Easter, what my tribe calls Livga, uh, we do an offering to Edun. And we do an offering of, of different kinds of things. I've worked in apples for Edun's apples and things like that. Uh, but I love the, the symbolism of the, the egg fertility, and um, which is an old heathen thing that's been pulled from some that avenue of things. And uh, frequently we'll do a fire with this particular festival. I like to put eggs on the fire. And in the last several of these that I've done during the ritual, the eggs will seem to pop at specific times during the ritual, uh, which you can tell when that happens that Edun has heard us and is, is there with us. You just kind of know in the moment. And I've come to expect that. But if I step into my Livka celebrations in 2020 and I don't get that response, I may feel like I've done something wrong. I may feel like I've not connected with his own in the ways that, you know, create that meaningful interaction. I may not have adequately sent our offerings or um, I may feel like I have made a misstep in the ritual process somewhere and have ruined the ritual. But that's because I'm looking for one thing. That's because I'm seeking one specific thing. I'm not opening myself up to the grandscape of what might be her modality of communication. I have, like with my other rituals, um, I've experienced different things. You know, we've done rituals to Sunna where it may have been a cloudy day, but all of a sudden in the middle of a ritual, there's this great beam of light um, where the sun breaks through the clouds and shines down on us as we're doing the ritual. And then the clouds go right back over as soon as we're done kind of thing, which is really cool. Um, love that kind of feeling and that, that you know, you know you've made your connections there, you know. Um, but that's a different kind of omen. And we've talked, like I said, you can go back and look at the whole, you know, how do I know my offering has been accepted uh, video to see some different kinds of interpretations to see how a ritual has been off, has been accepted. We've talked about divination. Um, I do a lot of omen reading. And so that's one of the things is with omens, you can't lock yourself in. You can't just assume that when I do a bloat to Odin that I'm going to get that gust of wind that always seems to pop up at the opportune time. There may be something else. You know, like I have done Olden Bloats where I'll get the just out of nowhere gust of wind, um, which is one of my, my clear omens. Uh, but we've done other things where the crows will fly over or I will hear the coyotes in the background because I do hold coyotes as sacred to Olden because they are carrion eaters like the wolves and ravens, which were locality-wise uh, the equivalent of our crows and coyotes here in Texas. Um, similar, I hold buzzards and uh, vultures, whatever you want to call them, uh, as sacred to Olden as well, uh, in that psychopomp leading the dead to the other side uh, sort of modality. And so I look for those kind of omens as well. I listen to the world around me and I will look and I will see. 
So how do you know what omen is the omen that you're looking for at any point in time, whether it be in prayer to the gods or in ritual or whatever it may be? The simple answer to that is it will draw your attention. If you're looking for one specific thing, you've got your blinders on. You're not looking around and, and taking in the totality of the world around you. So don't get so locked into trying to find one specific communication method because the gods are grand. The gods are beyond our even even the more adept of us. Uh, the gods are well beyond our capability of understanding and they will choose to interact how they choose to interact. And so we have to be open to our entire surroundings in order to be able to see when they're speaking to us and when they're they're speaking to us through different modalities than what we're used to. So in this instance, in this particular uh, instance where he called me, he did get an omen. We were able to get down to the to the nitty gritty of it and recognize the o the omen at play because it drew his attention. It was something that he looked at and thought, "Well, that's weird. That doesn't usually happen," and that was important to the ritual. That was, and uh, in, in essence, it was an answer to the prayer uh, that he, in the what he was seeking because. Not only was it the message from his goddess at this point, it was also a message to look at things a little differently, to take a different vantage point on things, because you may not see the fullness of the situation if you're only looking at it in the ways that you've always looked at it, if you're only looking for those answers that you are familiar with. If you pull back, relax, and look, you may see something that catches your eye and therefore is important. And you may get the message in a place you least expect it or in a way that you were not expecting. So, as we go through our rituals, as we build rituals, as we develop our tribal thews, our activities and things like that, it's important to be open to the totality of the experience, to look about you at the sun, at the birds, and not to be like, you know, scrutinous of these things, not to be like, all right, birds, no, clouds, no, but rather to sit back and let your attention be drawn to that which is there, that which, that which jumps out to you, because there will be a pull to something. If it's there, if the connection has been made, Something will catch your eye. Something will catch your attention. It'll nag at you. And you may not even necessarily recognize it in the moment. It may be something that you recognize a little bit later on, like, you know, that was weird. It caught your attention for a reason, especially when it comes to ritual. It caught your attention for a reason. There's a purpose behind it. There's a message that's being sent with that. There's a tie there that is important and needs to be explored. So if your attention is drawn to something in ritual, let your attention be drawn to it. Now, I mean, there's distractions such as like cars going by and things like that. We're not talking about that kind of distraction. But if you're doing a ritual and you know, you're looking for these kind of big omens that you've always been you know, there for, uh, you might miss the fact that there's a little squirrel that comes up into the vey or into your ritual area and seems to watch you for a little bit and then skitters off, such as Ratatosk taking his messages up and down Yggdrasil. Uh, you may miss the crows flying overhead. You may miss the baying of a hound in the background. You may, there's any number of things that you may miss 
um, a smell that's out of place, a feeling, a tingling, and um, the energy about you. There may be a sudden stillness, a sudden silence that can be an omen in and of itself. So it all depends, and I can't give you a list of, hey, this is omens, this is what they mean, because omens are a specific communication between the otherworldly and ourselves, whether that be the spiritual plane with the ancestors and the Vaitir, or with the divine sacred spaces of the gods and goddesses. It's going to be tied specifically to your experience and your connection, because communication is between the two individuals communicating. It's between the two entities at play. It is not for the rest of the world. So I, I won't interpret other people's rune readings. Um, I may give some insights based on some patterns that I see. I'd be like, hey, you probably need to pay attention to something over here. I'm seeing a pattern here that you may want to look at. Uh, but I'm not going to sit down and interpret their rune reading because they sat down, they cast those runes, the messages for them to gather from them, not for me. Um, I will bring something else to it and it will not be necessarily what they need to see. I may get something I need to see out of it, but they won't necessarily get what they need to see out of my interpretation. So I don't interpret other people's rune readings. Um, I will, I, I'll play along a little bit, uh, maybe talk about some correlations and, hey, you might think about this, or I've experienced this kind of symbolism and meaning with this particular rune that might add something to your interpretation. But ultimately it's up to your interpretation and your gut feeling on what the runes are trying to tell you in that moment. Similarly, I'm not going to interpret other people's omens. Um, I know there's a whole thing on like dream interpretation and stuff like that, and some commonalities of what different symbols within dreams mean, but I'm one of those that's... Uh, divination is an extremely personal thing. It is very much about your psyche, recognizing patterns, and interacting with the unseen, and only you can get the message that you're supposed to get from it. I can give you some, like when my buddies are talking to me and they'll talk, tell me about this dream they had or this, that, or the other. I mean, I can throw out some possibilities, some, some ways that I might interpret that instance, but uh, the message is theirs to get. I won't come to the ultimate meaning of what they're going through and what they're getting, most likely. I mean, there may be some instances where I am the modality that they were like, they weren't gonna get it on their own, they needed to come to me. We help it, but at that point, I'm usually just kind of helping them roll it through their heads until they come to it on their own, uh, that kind of thing, you know? Unless it becomes something where I do a divination for them based on something, and then that becomes kind of background information for it. So, I know that's all roundabout, but the essence of what I'm trying to get at there is that uh, the omen is specific to you. So when you're doing rituals, when you're doing prayers, when you're doing whatever you're doing, be mindful of anything that pops out to you, that catches your attention, that draws your eye, draws your ear, whatever it may be, a sensation, um, something that just seems out of place, or even something that seems so normally mundane, but for some reason catches your eye. There's a reason for it. You may see squirrels all the time out there at your property and not think anything about them, but if it catches your eye in the midst of a ritual, there's a reason it caught your eye. 
there's a reason there as long as you're engaged in the ritual and you're actually doing something there um, there's a difference if you're being distracted by everything around and you're not engaged in the ritual you're not there and established in the mythic space and time etc etc um, those probably don't have as much meaning because you're just kind of ADHDing around the world and not you know focused on your ritual but if you're focused on the ritual something will jump out to you and that will be the omen that you need to interpret and it could be positive, it could be negative. I don't know, only you will. Comes from here, comes with your interaction with the unseen. It is meant to jog something within your own psyche, within your own soul, and that is where the message will come from. We can, all, we can talk all day long about associated meanings with omens, things that it typically means, like, you know, this particular bird means that you're gonna have a death in the family, stuff like that, but, that that doesn't necessarily mean that you know that particular omen means that to you <laughs> you know um, just like we have words that may have a dictionary meaning the the denotation of the word the connotation or the intended meaning of the word is between the person speaking the word and the person hearing the word um, you know you could say a word that's kind of an inside joke uh, for your group and it will mean something to those people versus uh, to other people. And for instance, if I say the word pomegranates, it means something to some specific individuals of a certain fan base, but it means nothing to anybody else. And I've got some, I've got some fans out there that are geeking out right now because I just said pomegranates on the channel, but that's fine. Um, <clears throat> it's that kind of thing. Uh, it means something there, but it may not mean anything to anyone else. And so you need to be mindful that you need to be open to interpretation. You need to be not only in that space for ritual to, you know, that, that kind of sacred mentality, that ritual mentality, that altered state of mind that we seek for ritual, but you need to leave the senses open to be able to interpret omens when they come up. Now, a lot of people will go through and do like rune readings and stuff like that to see whether or not their ritual has been accepted. If you just go by the book definitions of the runes, if you go by what is established by what somebody else has written, you may miss something important because you're not using your own interpretation of the runes. If you've got, you know, you've, you've done a lot of readings and everything and like Isa. Isa is a great example, all right? Isa is the ice room. It's usually meant to represent stagnation and things like that. But Isa is ice. It is stillness. It is calmness. It is inertness of action. And so an Isa rune in a reading to someone who's just going by, you know, what they've been told the runes mean, going by somebody else's definition, is may take the wrong meaning out of that instance if what the rune is actually trying to tell them is be calm. Be still. Wait. Because if somebody's like barreling ahead on something and they come across an Issa rune, they may see it as a bad omen. They may see it as, oh, I mean, this thing's going to fall apart. It's going to stagnate, blah, 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 blah. That's not necessarily what it could mean. It could mean, slow down. You're going too fast. You're going to slip and fall. Take your time. Find your stillness. And move from a point of confidence. See, it's open to interpretation, and the only person that can interpret it is the one that the omen is meant for in the first place. So, uh, that's 
when you're working into your rituals, when you're doing your stuff, don't lock yourself into accepting one specific modality of communication. Don't look for one specific omen, and if you don't see that omen, then assume that your message wasn't heard or your ritual wasn't successful. Look for other means of communication. Be open to it and let the gods speak to you as they will. Let the spirits speak to you as they will. It'll happen. The connection will occur if it's there and if it has occurred. Now, it's entirely possible you do a ritual that's just off base, you're not connected, things aren't going well, and there's no omen because nothing was really achieved in that ritual. Not all rituals are successful. <laughs> not all rituals bring intent into reality. Uh, not all rituals succeed in what they set out to do. And in those instances, no connections made, no communications made, so you're not going to get a message back. Or you may have chosen a modality for your ritual that is offensive to the god that you are speaking to or to the ancestor to whom you are speaking, and it may result in them ignoring you and then not getting that message back. So it's important to think about, you know, when you're building your rituals, who is it intended for, and then build that ritual around that, and then be open to seeing how they choose to respond to you because you're choosing the message that you send to them and the modality that you send to them they're not necessarily looking for one specific ritual you're calling their attention and then trying to put together a ritual put together some kind of modality of communication that gets your message across to them that sends your energies your luck to them and then they will choose their method of coming back to you now, like within ritual, we do certain certain things specifically for the purpose of, of different functions within a ritual. For instance, like um, the blood pain to sprinkle the the offering out onto the people uh, after having made an offering. Uh, this is an established tradition of how to go about doing this, especially if it's your through for your tribe, and so that's probably going to continue to be effective because that's an established and agreed upon method with the divine or the spirit realm on how to make that communication. But they're going to give their own little thing in how they're going to let you know that your offering has been accepted in the first place. And so you have to learn to speak their language. They're going to tell you things in their own way. For instance, if you're talking about like animals and dealing with animals, um, animals communicate to us in all sorts of ways. It may not necessarily be the way that we communicate with each other, and it may not necessarily be that we in, like you may have a cat that does a specific thing, and you think that they're, you know, just being a little shit. Yeah, <laughs> they're just trying to cause mischief or this, that, or the other. And what it could be is they're telling you, hey, you're not paying me enough attention. Or, hey, I need you to, to be here. You know, come on. Um, we may misinterpret the signs because we're not stepping back and going, hey, wait, what are you trying to tell me here? Um, what, what does this mean? You know, when you're, you know, going through and, and peeing outside the litter box and you're doing it in this one spot over and over again, um, are you telling me that you don't like the litter? Are you telling me that you don't like where it's placed? Are you telling me I'm just not giving you enough attention and this forces me to pay attention to you? Um, you have to be kind of open to interpret what they mean and listen to them and learn to speak their language. Same thing with the gods. We have to be open and learn to listen in how they are going to speak to us. 
spirits are the same way, uh, ancestors, Vatier, whatever it may be, you have to be open to discovering how they want to communicate with you and learn to at least hear and understand it. We may not necessarily speak it, but they'll hear it the way you speak it. You need to learn to hear how they speak it, and then you will seek your commonality in the middle through the ritual actions. So. This is going to end up being a little bit shorter video today because I just kind of wanted to hit on this as a thinking outside the box. Some of my videos in 2020 are going to be a little bit shorter because I'm going to hit on some things that don't necessarily make for big long videos. Um, that's just one of those things that in order to get into some of the more interesting little bits here, the little thought provoking things, um, the videos may only end up being 15, 20 minutes long. They may go the full 30 minutes. Who knows? I, I don't, I don't know. Um, so don't be surprised if some of the videos coming in this year are a little bit shorter and, uh, it's because I'm picking a subject that I'm going to hit the points and then I'm not going to just necessarily fluff it. Because um, I'm not going to fluff it for time. I'm just going to sit here and talk out what I need to talk out, and then we'll go from there. So, you know, don't don't be surprised if some of them come up a little bit shorter. I know some people just want the longer videos because they like to sit there and listen to it. Um, I've been told my voice is somewhat therapeutic to some individuals. I don't know. <laughs> it's a thing. So anyway, um, don't don't be offended if some of these videos are indeed like this one, just a little bit shorter or perhaps significantly shorter if I decide to throw up just some little quick quips. I'm going to try and think outside the box a little bit some this year on what I can do with the channel, look at some different things, some different things that I can talk about, maybe go back and revisit some subjects that we've talked about before, but in a new light, a different spin, things like that. I don't know. We'll see where it goes. I'm going to kind of stay loose and open to what jumps out at me. So think about it. All right, guys. Thank you all. I uh, hope you enjoyed the videos. If you continue to enjoy the videos, you know the drill down below. Uh, jump in and let me know. Uh, communicate with me and we'll go from there. In the meantime, hail, thank you. May your hearth fires burn bright.